like if Aaron Judge left suddenly for the Red Sox. But that feels like slightly off. So we were trying to come up with a more a more accurate one. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't even know if there's one that exists. Like it's so because it's here's the other thing, Britt. It's like if Aaron Judge went to the Red Sox suddenly, but had to play an entire year with the Yankees first, and right. that on the Red Sox, who he's replacing, plays an entire year for the Red Sox, knowing they're out of a job and about to be replaced by Aaron Judge. Right. That That is the, the really deeply chaotic part about Formula One, is they're the only sport I can think of that doesn't have any sort of, like, trade deadline, transfer window, like, anything. Like, you can just do this shit whenever. Well, it's so, like... It's so truly insane because this happened with Ferrari did this to Vettel, right? Who did they who a few years ago did an entire year knowing that they were out? Or I guess I Vettel what, maybe said he was leaving mid-season. I think, yeah, I think Seb said he was leaving. It is so um it's it, it, it's truly so crazy to me. Like, I, I've seen a lot of good tweets. There's the one that's just, like, Mike Wazowski, like, looking really, like, you know, like, gobsmacked. That the, the, the caption was just, like, Carlos showing up at the car unveiling on February 13th. Oh, my God. Oh, it's so awkward. I have to say. It's so awkward. I mean – we're just getting into it. But, like, I don't feel bad for Carlos Sainz. He's going to be fine. And I say this as, like, a big Carlos Sainz fan. He's going to be fine. He is, after all, a smooth operator. He's a smooth operator. <laughs> Jesse, that sound. That was amazing. so scary. It is terrifying. It is terrifying. Jesse has made a choice that makes Lewis Hamilton going to Ferrari in 2025 the second craziest thing that's happened today. Mm. Well, Lewis Hamilton will no longer be racing for Mercedes AMG or Ramco Racing um, or whatever the hell it is. He doesn't know the uh, name. AMG He's not Patronus. Know the name. Thank you. Right. Yeah, Aramco come on. Let's, is, put some, uh, let's put some respect on the war crimes here. Right. <laughs> I'm Jesse from the internet. Uh, this is <laughs> Casual Die Hard. Family Cup. <laughs> oh my god. That's Addy Jessie. from the internet. What are you drinking, uh, Jesse? <laughs> I am drinking a Panera Mango Yuzu Citrus Steak Sauber Kick F1 Visa <laughs> Cash App Racing Bulls uh, Charged Lemonade. Because oh my god! What a day this is! This is the day to get the death lemonade. Right. This is the day to get the life lemonade. 
this is a day oh, for uh, me to also introduce Britt from the internet. The longest tenured uh, Ferrari fan. How does how does <laughs> this um, how does this like how did waking up and seeing your phone blown up? <laughs> let's let's go to Pacific Time Zone for reactions. Yeah, I want to hear everyone's story of finding out. Let's start with the last person. I so I wake up, I open my phone, right? I look at my notifications first because that's what I always do, and I see the ESPN alert. And I'm like barely awake at this point in mind. So I see the ESPN alert and I'm like, what, 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 what? Like kind of make a like startled noise and my cat's like, what are you doing? So then I, I, there's a brief moment where I'm like, surely, surely this cannot be real. I'm, I'm reading this wrong. I'm hallucinating. I'm still asleep, like something. Uh, so then I open my text and just see. <laughs> chaos in our group chat as the east coast has already uh received and digested this news i mean by the time you were awake i was going on hour five of shock and right right Right, because i don't get up that early and it's three hours earlier here on top of it so by the time i woke up at like seven west coast time it was like well it was funny because today was one of the one days that I'm up really early. I often go to the like advanced Pilates class at 7 a.m. on Thursday mornings. And I – my first alarm goes off at like 6. I just turn it off. I, you know, go start to get ready. And I come back to my room to do what I often do, which is lay back down for 15 to 20 minutes and have a little <laughs> tiny nap before I actually have to leave the house. And so I pick up my phone to set the later alarm for when I got to leave. And I have a text from my I, – I, well, I noticed two things at once. I have a text from my good friend who's also a, a Ferrari fan that just all caps says Addy. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what is she doing? It's like – it's so early. And I just previously mentioned that I'm in this Formula One group chat beautifully named Hornula One, which is full of Brits. <laughs> It's full of British people. And I'm like, why do I have like 30 unread WhatsApp messages? Like, <laughs> what's happening? And I open it and it is out. Like, by the time I'm awake, they're on hour five of shock and awe <laughs> in, in England. And Just it's clapping your opinion time. A hundred percent. And they had from – because I guess the way it unfolded overnight was there was, like, all these tweets of, like, rumors. Like, people being like, rumor, rumor. And, like, fucking Will Buxton being like, there's a major rumor. If it drops today, going to be one of the biggest blah, 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 blah. And so I just – Yesterday. What the I hell is that? Well, whatever. Like, who somebody's doing something stupid, whatever. I, like, didn't really think much of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, then I was absolutely wide fucking awake. <laughs> Did not take my little nap. And I, like, walk out to go oh to Pilates. God. And, like, everyone I saw on the street, I'm, like, looking at them. I'm, like, do they know? Do they know? <laughs> right. It's, it's that meme of the party where it's, like, they don't know Lewis Hamilton They don't know, they don't know Lewis Hamilton is going to Ferrari. Yes, we fucking do. It's the only thing you've talked about all day. <laughs> Right, right. Jesse, how did you find out? Well, it was you. Uh, I woke up this morning. Oh, my God. I'm so honored. And, 
yeah, my phone said, uh, Addie Baird, seven text messages. And I was like, <laughs> I think it was one, oh my God, two, oh my God, three, oh mm-hmm. my God, four, Sky Sports Link, five, oh my gosh. <laughs> Probably some exclam- ex- one that was just exclamation points at some point oh. in there. I mean, yeah, what do you guys think? Like, this is fucking crazy. There have been so many rumors of Charles going to Mercedes. And if there were right. rumors of Lewis going to Ferrari, like, they never made their way to me. This is shocking. No, no. Lewis to Red Bull. People have muttered about that for yeah. a long time. Yeah, there was that like saga at the end of the season where Christian was like, Lewis has always wanted to come to Red Bull. Right. And he was like, no, I haven't. (laughs) And the funniest part is that then it, like not that long ago, it felt like it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to set up a new deal with Mercedes. Like the implication from everybody was like, oh yeah, like we're we're just figuring out the details or like, yeah, it's definitely going to get done. Like it... It seemed like it was all but finished. Well, him and so, George both signed those two-year deals that, that are up. Now. I guess it would be – well, maybe he's – After breaking. next I don't, year. Yeah, I guess – I don't – yeah. So they signed that new deal, both of them. And I definitely thought and have heard many people speculate that Lewis was going to – spend the rest of his career at Mercedes. He was going to retire there someday. Right. Obviously. I mean, it made all the sense in the world because he's like, why would he leave Mercedes to go to a totally different setup and a totally like different deal? Unless, um, you know, Tom Brady went and won with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And Wolf is feeling a lot like Bill Belichick uh, right now. I am guessing. Here's the thing, right? One one of two things is going to happen here. Uh, One is that Lewis is going to basically threaten Ferrari in in whatever way is necessary to make them get their shit together. Possibly they already have their shit together, and that was their sales pitch. Which like. Like maybe they're that. really, like, really confident in this year's car and they're like, hey, Lewis, buddy. And that was what it took. Or Ferrari's going to continue to be Ferrari and Lewis is going to have an absolute stroke repeatedly and it's going to be amazing content. It's going to be amazing oh. content. Like it's going to be amazing <laughs> content. And I, I do feel like it was very clear by the middle to end of last season, how done Lewis was with Mercedes. And I also saw some reporting that Fred Vasseur, I believe, uh, Lewis and him worked together when he was younger. When Lewis was, I guess when they were both younger, but when Lewis was younger. And that Fred Vasseur was a big draw for Lewis to come back. He wanted to work with Fred again. I also... Mm -hmm. Definitely think that, like, there's something – I think I quoted this last time that we recorded last week where there's this, like, you know, the the classic Vettel quote. Everybody's a Ferrari fan. Even if they say they're not a Ferrari fan, Mm -hmm. they're a Ferrari fan. And I saw the fuller version of that clip today where he literally says even Mercedes fans are Ferrari fans. Even a Mercedes – you know. And I I think that there's part of this – like. 
part of my theory here is that for Lewis, it's like this man is the most dominant F1 champion of all time. He's the mo- he's literally the winningest driver ever. And what else is there for him to do? Obviously, get an eighth right. world championship, which he wants. But I think there's also part of this that's like, ultimately, there is no brand, there is no Formula One name more iconic than Ferrari. And and it mm-hmm. feels a yeah. bit to me like Lewis is like, I've done it. I've won it all many, many times. And the last thing left is to try to win it in a fucking Ferrari. And that's the other thing is that Ferrari not having done it in a long time, like the Detroit Lions, makes them, even if they're not your favorite, they're your second favorite. It's it's yeah. not Aaron Judge going right. to the Red Sox because the Red Sox have fucking won. I think that, you know, I saw somebody say earlier today that it's like Sidney Crosby going to the Rangers. And I don't agree yeah. with that. I think it's like Sidney Crosby going to the Montreal Canadiens. Like oh, that's interesting. Historic, An iconic legacy yeah. team. Mm-hmm. That can't get out of their own way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably that's probably the best cross sport comparison. Is the I Habs. think also with Lewis, you have to imagine that part of the sell for him is, dude, if you can be the one to bring Ferrari back to glory, like right. the conversation about who is the greatest of all time is over, done with, done and dusted. Right. No question. Right. I do think it's also interesting. The the sort of the the slightly less uh pie in the sky version, I guess, is that I kind of wonder, like, does Lewis just think Mercedes is cooked? I think he does. Like I think does he, he thinks Mercedes is does cooked. He just look at the last couple seasons and be like, I don't want to do this shit anymore. And if you're going to leave Mercedes at that point, right? Like, where else would you want to go? You don't really want to go to Red Bull because that's He's, he doesn't actually want to go to Red Bull. I don't think that he wants that at all. No, I I don't think he wants to go play second banana to Max even a little bit. And no matter how well he did, he was always going to be second banana to Max if he went to Red Bull. And like, who else are you going to go to? McLaren's not He's really not- like in the market, and everybody He's else not is terrible. To- but right, like, like truly, where else is he going to go? He's not going to fucking go to Aston Martin. Like, I don't think he wants to walk into that, like, insane, toxic, stroll family extravaganza. Oh, my God, no. And also that car's garbage and has been. The car's garbage. McLaren is sold on Oscar and Lando, which I think is great okay. for them. I think Oscar no, and Lando are clearly the perfect team there. They absolutely um, should be. I think that and then and then he's not gonna go to a team that finished outside of the top four. Like no, he's, he's, he's not going he's, anywhere else. He's Lewis Hamilton. No, he's at win now. A hundred percent. And 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 I was thinking again about how Lewis Hamilton had such a quite like a quietly fucking amazing season last year. Obviously in twenty twenty two, it's like the real fall from grace for Merck. And then twenty twenty three He really contended with Checo for that second, for that P2 in the Drivers' Championship. And without that disgusting disqualification in Austin, he probably would have gotten it. And it was just like it felt so sneaky to get to the end of the season and realize 
that Lewis had been there the whole time. Like this man, he still fucking got it. And it didn't feel like he was happy at Mercedes the whole year. There was clearly a vibe that he was not happy with the car. That he like how many radios did no. we hear where he was like, the car is shit. Like I don't right. I can't. He hated ride. that car. He absolutely he hated it's not car. just it's not just that he hated the car. The car was shit. It was a bad right. car in qualifying and he was drive because he's a good enough driver that he was able to drive it up towards towards the podium pretty much every single race. Ferrari is putting its cars pole front row. Like, I even mean, a shitty car that really, they had. The only like, if, you're, if you're Lewis, you a have perfect to be, match that way. If there's no way that if you're Lewis, you're not looking at Carlos and Charles to a, to a degree, but probably more Carlos than anything. Being like, "Fuck, I can do better than that guy." A hundred percent. Okay, like, so now, I mean, right? You have well, to imagine. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. It, Lewis, this news comes on the heels of Charles signing. Yeah. Long term with Ferrari, yeah. How much of it is is Lewis looking at like, all right? I want somebody. I I'm fucking sick of George Russell because <laughs> I can't his, imagine his, why. Oh my, oh shit, my son, Georgie. I mean, a hundred percent. You have to imagine that he's like, I'm tired of this fucking kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And obviously, like. If he's, this is not something that just happened. Like Ferrari did not just wake up this morning and sign Lewis Hamilton. And <laughs> yes, like, okay. yes. Right. Let me even pause here for a moment and say last week I put Lewis Hamilton on my off-season activity podium in large part because he had kind of gone incognito and all he was doing was like cute dog vid, beautiful fashion week fit. And I just feel really, really a bit prophetic for what clearly has been a podium level, top step level off season for Lewis. Like, I I cannot wait for Drive to Survive season seven. Drive to Survive season six comes out in like three weeks. I don't give a shit. I don't care about it at all. I want to see how the deal got done. I want to know how far, like how long did this take? How long did this take? I really want to know. And how (laughs) could it not leak until today? Right. The fact that there were no leaks until uh, uh, basically when it happened. Like, there wasn't even unconfirmed goss. No, there wasn't even, like, rumblings. There was nothing. And, like, again, not that long ago, like, at the end of the season, there were uh, Toto, Alba, and Lewis both all but said, like, yeah, we're going to get a deal done. Yeah. The complete lack of leaks or gossip or anything is what makes me believe that this is more something that Lewis wanted and pursued. And that Lewis Mm -hmm. orchestrated. Yes, because if it was subject to the internal machinations (laughs) of Ferrari and Marinello, um, I don't don't see that staying quiet. I was just about to say it's the best strategy Ferrari has pulled off in years. Uh, Yes! I mean, 100%, it, it, it's the best strategy they've pulled off in years. It's so – I mean, it feels very much like this is Lewis and Fred having dinner. And and what are you going to – like, what are you going to do? 
if Lewis Hamilton calls you and is like, I want to, I want to drive for Ferrari, they're going to be like, well, fuck Carlos Sainz. (laughs) Well, and especially because like, not that I think Carlos is unhappy at Ferrari, but I think it's also been pretty clear that like, he doesn't love it. And he also really doesn't want to play second banana. He really doesn't want to sort of have it in the back of his mind all the time that like Charles is the favorite son. Well, let's talk about that because obviously the video that that everyone pulled up today is this adorable, beautiful video from I think Monaco of last year. So months and months and months ago of Charles in a press conference with several other drivers and he gets asked, "Who's what is your ideal teammate? Which is Let's just even pause and begin with, I love this sport because any other right. any other sport where this question gets asked, if you asked Aaron Judge, what's your like who is your ideal teammate? What is your ideal teammate? He'd be like, a hard worker who loves to win. And Charles fucking right. goes, we go, who's your ideal teammate? And he kind of laughs and takes a breath and goes, Hello, Lewis. <laughs> Right. It's so funny. It's so like Carlos funny. Carlos is actively his teammate. And there were yes. many stories yes. about how they weren't getting along. And there was such a narrative that like Ferrari itself was trying to push that they loved each other and everything was great. And it was all blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Let's all remember when they got in that dog fight. Uh, what race was that? Where Charles almost sent them both off the track. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and. And and this is the thing, right? Like, I think it's not that they didn't get along. I think it's that Carlos didn't get along. I don't think Charles has it in him to, like, really not get along with I don't think he really cares. Like, he just really, I just don't get that vibe. He's very Oscar Piastri in that way that I, they're they're just, like, not, it's not my business. I don't care. Do what you're going to do. There were, there were. He's very much, why would I be having drama at this, like, Right. He's like, I my battle is with Ferrari. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. I have enough to worry about. <laughs> but I did definitely feel like there were certainly moments in the season where I agree. Like, I think that Carlos was having a bad time. He doesn't like to be the number two guy in the group. But like, I, there were certainly moments like there was a time when they were both caught in the pit lane and even Charles over the radio was like, what is he fucking doing? Like, right. It, it, Clearly was not the like hunky dory relationship that everyone wanted it to be. And I definitely think it's going to be really interesting because what Charles says in that clip is he says, anyone would love to drive with Lewis. And this actually surprises me. Like it is not an easy thing as George has demonstrated time and again to be a teammate with the fucking greatest of all time but it's very clear that Charles wants that and he he said it with such respect he was like I feel like he is so great and I could learn so much from him and I would love to drive alongside him and I'm just so curious like what Charles in this moment that really feels like the like the ascendancy of Charles Leclerc where he should be he's been the number one guy in the group and he is so obviously Ferrari's hope for the next driver's championship to have Lewis come in. I think Charles is going to be very happy about this. Like, I think this is going to be a good thing for him, but I do think it's kind of like, like what, 
what does this look like? Who who is the number one? Like we are dealing with Lew- like Sir Lewis Hamilton here. I don't know. Part well, of me thinks that that conversation had to have been part of the negotiations, and it had it to have been a conversation be. that happened with Car- with Charles too. Because again, it has, like, it that had to be part of the, the Charles co- contract renewal. He right. had to know. So, like, they have. I I have to feel like they have clearly like come to an understanding about how that's going to work. And I also feel like it is entirely possible that Lewis is like, look, I'm basically done in this sport, like. I don't need to do this for another five years or another 10 years. Like I'm, I'm happy to come in for a couple of years before I decide I'm going to go hang out in Bora Bora or whatever the fuck. And yeah, amazing. Like, Hey, you know what? I'll, I'll come in and I will help bring this team back to what it was. And if I win a championship, great. And if I can help Charles get to the point that he can win one, great. Um, I do feel if, like if we can win like, constructors, great. And yeah, and and so be it. I I think the the amazing thing is that I I do think that as hyper competitive as they all are, and as hyper competitive as Lewis and Charles specifically are, I also feel like neither of them has a ton of ego. Like I, I think I, I think particularly feel, with Charles and and Lewis, that's pretty. Yeah, true. I feel like ni- I, I feel think. like probably neither of them really cares who wins, and and there's a feeling of like, oh. well, it's on me if I want to win. Like I want to win, but like I'm competing with myself more than anything. I'm competing with myself in the car. Right. I don't Honestly, really God, care who my teammate is. I think Charles is going to care more than Lewis. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because well, yeah, because, because Lewis Charles has hasn't won. Right, Charles yeah. has something to prove that Lewis doesn't. And I think this is a great opportunity for Charles because, and I was just thinking about this the other day, so this is so perfectly timed. I was thinking about the fact that we saw in early 22 that when Charles has a car that is competitive and Max does not have a car that is orders of magnitude better. Sing it, Brett. That they are competitive. Charles can hold his own when the car will let him. And I think there's a there's a great argument to be made for the fact that for him, having Lewis in the same car gives him a chance to prove himself again, too. Not just that he wants to win a championship, but if he is in the same car as arguably the greatest driver to ever live, right? whether you believe that that's necessarily 100% true or not. Like, he is, like, top five, unquestionably. Podium. Like, easily, right? If he is in the same car with that driver and he can keep up with him, that is, like, that's for him. That's, like, I don't need to say anything else. I don't need to say anything else. Red Bull's probably cheating. Red Bull's doing whatever the fuck they're doing. Doesn't matter. I am in the same car lining up on the same grid with this guy who is better than anybody I've ever driven against. And I, and I can keep up with them. That goes to what our originally scheduled topic for today was, which was, we were finally going to talk about the Ferrari movie. And I think Oh my that- God, I literally completely forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I forgot everything that happened before this morning, but I think that a thing that that really came across in the movie was, even though it was so much about Enzo Ferrari's view of drivers as another part and, you know, still how to grapple with that and the humanity of it, but what the interplay was between the drivers, at least as you saw Mm. it and like knowing and you see it in Drive to Survive too, but like knowing how they respect each other and that chemistry and, you know, what it takes within the framework of a Ferrari organization that still has, you know, a lot of the same culture from, you know, built up over years. That's what makes it fucking Ferrari and not right. Red Bull. Right. Um, that if you're going there, you are going there to to practice practice racecraft on the finest machine available. And I think that Lewis going there is sort of a renewed endorsement of totally what they're doing. And, and that takes it back there. I I don't think Lewis. Yeah. I don't think Lewis is signing on for that unless he feels confident that they're going to get their shit together. So I also think, I, I think there's several things here. So the first is, I truly feel that both Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz are are extremely talented drivers for pretty different reasons. I think that Charles is an overall better driver, but Mm -hmm. Carlos is fascinating to me because Carlos is a strategist. Obviously, the joke is that Carlos is Ferrari's only strategist. (laughs) (laughs) But like you saw it in Mm -hmm. Singapore, which I'm never going to stop talking about. You saw it in Singapore with the iconic it's on purpose moment. <laughs> it's on where, purpose. Where Carlos <sighs> won that race by holding this really consistent slow pace and just from the front of the pack setting this this pace that was like very like I mean you can't call these drivers slow but like it was a it was slow he he was consistent for two hours in this slow burn race and then in he has this like perfect moment of pulling Lando along with him to keep the Mercedes off of his tail and he wins that race and it's this absolute work of strategic mastery and that is so pure Carlos signs to me Whereas Charles, as I think you're talking about Brit with when he can really contend with Max, I think there's a a bit of a double-edged sword to this where Charles can, and I say this wearing my Charles Leclerc uh, football (laughs) jersey, like I I will never say a bad word about him, but like I confess that this man is a bit mistake prone, right? Like he can have a moment of losing it. In a way that Carlos doesn't so much because Carlos doesn't push it the way that Charles does. Right. Charles is so right. absolutely full fucking send. Put your nose in there. Like, right. in a way that I think that Lewis has that without the mistake prone part. And right. he's a great strategist. Obviously, a big part of Lewis's dominance is that the man can make a pair of soft tires last for like 30 laps somehow. Like he's truly, I think the marriage of these two things in a way that I think the best case scenario here is that he really pushes Charles and like mentors Charles to take it to another level that I fully believe is possible for him. I also think 
Um, I I would almost not say mistake prone as much as not always the best risk reward calculator. <laughs> He's got a Josh Allen thing happening. He's got a Josh Allen thing so fucking unlucky. <laughs> right. Um, that's the thing. He is, you are absolutely right that he is like full send. He is absolutely the guy. Like if you see a. Uh, you see an opening and you don't take it, you're no longer a racing driver. Like that is his whole ethos. I mean, like, right. That's I mean, how he drives. Let's and all it, remember his his Senna moment last season where he was like, right. this is my hero. And we were like, this is the saddest, most predictable thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> this is so depressing. And, right. And at the same time, that is such the Ferrari ethos of yeah. go as fast as you can, take every opening you can. Carlos, why the fuck are you not going as fast as you can? Right. What do you mean it's on purpose? Right. What, you what are you talking about? Car. Yeah, you're in the red car. Beep, beep, motherfucker. Like, let's go. <laughs> there was a really, one of the great moments of the Ferrari movie, actually, is the dinner that Enzo Ferrari as Adam, Adam Driver as Enzo, Enzo Ferrari as Adam Driver. <laughs> when Adam Driver as Enzo Ferrari has with the drivers where he t- he goes through this whole thing of being like, the, the driver's like, it was dangerous. I, I couldn't overtake. And he's like, the difference between you and the guy who won the race in that moment is he said, fuck it, we'll both die. And it's a much better, more beautiful, long monologue here. But that is the gist of it, though. <laughs> that's the gist of it, is that he's like, I don't want you if you are not willing to fucking die for this. And yeah. 100%, I think that ethos lives in Ferrari in the in a huge way to this day that Charles and it lives deep within Charles in like a dark way. <laughs> yeah. I cuz ba- yeah. This is going to sound like an insult and I don't mean it that way. But like Carlos is the game manager, right? Like it, as we are been- on the precipice of the Super Bowl, he's the game manager. There's- he's kind of the perfect number 2. And game managers can win, but not yeah. a Ferrari. Right. Right. That That's not a slight on him as a driver. It is just no. like a like no. philosophical mismatch with that organization. <laughs> and it's always, we've said a million times that it's like, it's actually never felt like Carlos was going to stay. He's, he's a, already kind of had this journeyman career. Like, it's very... Um, it's just felt like he's frustrated with them. It, it, it has just felt like this is not his destiny, his home in the long term. In a way that for Charles, it's like, yeah, he's never fucking leaving. And they just fucking signed Arthur to a like to a, a um like a you know whatever that thing's called that's escaping me, like a driver development program. Yeah, and, and he's like, and he's one of the reserves and stuff. This family, like the fucking chokehold that Ferrari has on the <laughs> yes. it's it's tragic on several levels, but like, it is, you know. But I think it's sports When's the last fans, time I you think... saw Maserati around Formula One, huh? That's, yeah, uh... <laughs> but I I do think that as sports fans, it's very relatable, though, because it's very much the relationship that basically anyone who is a sports fan has with your team unless you're like a Pats fan before Brady left like everybody's relationship with their favorite sports teams is a little bit like this isn't healthy and you make me miserable but I'm not leaving like 
that is sort of the baseline. Well, this leads me to one of the great tweets that Jesse sent today. Uh, that was like a part owner of the Denver Broncos going to a team that gets in its own way constantly and collapses in hilarious fashion. Oh, <laughs> could only be funnier if it was the Buffalo Bills. But it's also the Minnesota Vikings. Uh-huh. It's the Miami Dolphins. It's yeah. the Mets. It's the Mets. I mean, yeah, every year, if if you root for a pro sports team, you are one of Probably you are one of 29 to 31 losers right? in some way, shape, or form. And that's just how it is. And racing is a little bit different that way. Yeah. It's a little uh, – you can cram it all into it, – because it's more concentrated. Yeah. There's – Yeah. There's really four teams that you can reasonably be a fan of and have any kind of – championship hopes and aspirations and um the game done shifted today well and and i think the other thing that's interesting is literally just yesterday mercedes was like teasing their new car and the like picture of lewis in the car was so like like and it, my friend rebecca sent it to me and was like he must have hated this fucking car so much <laughs> Right. He took one look at that car and was like, oh, absolutely not. Get, where's my phone? Somebody call Fred. Like, <laughs> 100%. 100%. And, and I also think that there's a level to this that's like, I, I don't think – I think Lewis is petty in his deepest heart, oh. soul, and self. Mm-hmm. He is a petty white, petty cracker. Like, yes. Uh, he is a very – for all his – Toxic positivity. I think in his heart of hearts, he's like very angry still about how 2021 went down as he has every right to be. And I think a big part of this is that he looked around at Mercedes and thought, these people are not getting their shit together. McLaren seems to be getting it together. Who fucking knows? But if but that it's like there's only one other option for him f- to truly contend with Max again, and and I do not think, as we were saying, I do not think he has any interest in being Max team Max's teammate. I think he has a very very strong interest in beating him, and in ha- at least having the opportunity to try. And I I also feel like maybe part of it is that even if he's like. Even if he's like not not the one to beat him, to be in a Ferrari and watch Charles beat him, I think right. would be satisfying, more satisfying for him than languishing at Merck while like George right. tries to be the son of God. Like I was forecast at a podium. We've got a little bit of time left before you guys have to get back to you know, work and jobs and stuff. So Gross. who can concentrate on a day like this? Honestly. I, I want to get to some of the ancillary characters of this for the season that is about to begin. And I think <laughs> that I already thought that this was going to be a good year for him. I thought that, you know, he's going to get a, get a win. Um, But I think Lando is really primed to capitalize on just messiness around the grid. Like, this True. is the time yeah. to shine, baby. 
You know, I think that's a really good point. And I think it's true for Oscar as well in a really different way. Like I think both of them for different reasons will really thrive under these conditions. And then let's even even look forward a moment, which is almost every single driver has a contract that is up after this year, which means – that we're going to have the silliest silly season in the history oh of silliness. Yeah. And it has already begun. So and silly, it, it started now. <laughs> so, silly, so silly, it began in February. But it is, it is um, like Lando and Oscar and now Charles and Lewis are some of the only people who have confirmed contracts for 2025. And I think that for Charles and Lewis, there's still the big – open question here of like what will it look like when they drive together they have to get through a whole year before they're actually going to be on the grid together even though they have a deal here Lando and Oscar both having contracts locked down future in place while this mess explodes around them I think is just a hundred percent, Jesse. I think Lando thrives in the messiness. And I think Oscar, Oscar, by the way, I think this is going to be the Oscar vibe. He tweeted this morning, several hours after it came out, just, <laughs> just went for a run. Did I miss anything? <laughs> I love oh him. Oh my God. I love him. I love him. I love him so much. Just, oh, he's I love him. He's going to be like winning a race and going to be like, Lewis is going to Ferrari? (laughs) (laughs) The the funny thing about Oscar and Lando both is that I think you're absolutely right that they are like both positioned to thrive for very different reasons. Um, Lando is a chaos gremlin. Mm -hmm. So this, this just puts him like in his natural habitat, but all of this is happening around him. So he absolutely he's gonna thrive. Oscar is the total opposite. Is it Oscar's? Did some? Did I miss something? Anything happening? Like he is so so unbothered. Well, he's by neutral. All good. of it, he is neutral. Good, right? Exactly. And Lando he's is just like, chaotic, very much chaotic evil in the most fun sense of evil. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they're so they're both. Just, I can absolutely see both of them being like, yeah, this is fine for totally opposite reasons. Yeah. Well. The one thing about the – so Lando extended his contract the day after Charles, which was funny. You have to imagine that they, like, had their plan to announce and they were like, fuck. <laughs> right. right. They're, like, Rochambeauing for who gets to go first. <laughs> uh, totally. Um, but it is the, – the disappointing thing to me is that I'm a big fan of Lando to Red Bull. I want the Max Lando Red Bull team so bad because – that it would seems, be funny. It would be funny. It would be terrifying. It would be fucked up. And I want that super bad. And him locking down this contract, you know, because they're fucking European weirdos, they didn't say how long it's for. But, you know, clearly I think part of the motivation here is that McLaren knows that, like, there is a big thing about Lando to Red Bull. And they just want to, like, take it off the table. And I was kind of, like, disappointed by this news because I was like, ugh, that, like, that would be so fun and so silly. Like, and I'm just so thankful that Lewis was like, don't worry, Addy. Right. I got you. I will not let you be bored. (laughs) (laughs) I'm... 
I'm using my pro wrestling brain here, uh, and and I'll just get this hot take out into the universe. In a world where Charles is the main character, the move that makes the most sense to happen next is Carlos taking Checo's seat in the Red Bull. Oh, that would be interesting. You're right, and also that would be hilarious. Because well, if, if Carlos's whole thing is that he doesn't really want to be second banana anymore, like could oh, not possibly I mean, make a worse choice. <laughs> Him and Max have been teammates before uh, at Toro Rosso, and I could see a logic for Carlos that goes something like, "I don't want to be second fiddle." but I want to fucking win some races and contend right. here. And I could see him – I mean, it would be – it would go really badly for him and it would be really oh, funny to terribly. watch. Terribly. But I could see him, like, logicking himself into it. Basically, yeah, I could I think, do this job better than Checo did it. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, frankly, and, and, I could do the job better than Checo did it, so. <laughs> Just kidding, obviously. Feels- if he feels like his options are Red Bull or whoever further down the grid, then yeah, yeah. I can see him talking himself into being the second driver at Red Bull is better than being the first driver at wherever. Aston. At, at, well, yeah, at is, anywhere, is, really. It is the same brain worms that Checo has, though, where he would be like, no, 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 like in the fastest car, like I could contend with Max. Like, mm-hmm. you know, sure, babe, give it a shot, hon. I mean, obviously the the thing that everyone thinks is that he's going to go to Sauber when they become Audi. And uh, Carlos Sainz Sr. was in an Audi for Dakar. And even prior to – the news of the day, there was a lot of like, oh, Junior's absolutely going to Sauber Audi mm-hmm. here. That's really removing Carlos's agency, but I think <laughs> that that's also fair because he's um, like, no, baby. Yep. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> happens next for him is going to be orchestrated by his dad and his cousin. Unlike Lewis, the question of what he wants is really not entering that equation very much, is it? Well, and because ultimately I think what Carlos wants is – like he wants to be the number one guy. I think that's been the frustration at Ferrari. Mm -hmm. But he he wants to be in Formula One. He wants to win. I I think it's – I think he's a simple man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, wanting to win is really, like, the trump card of all of them, right? That, like, there may be other things that that Carlos or anybody else wants when they're thinking about where do I want to drive and stuff. But, like, question number one is always where am I going to have the best chance to win? And that's obviously why Lewis Hamilton is going to Ferrari. <laughs> to win. I mean, that is it's what like Ferraris do. That's what Ferrari does. It's true. They're, it happened. They're... What just happened at the 24 hours of Daytona? Uh, Porsche won with uh, Roger Penske winning for the first time there, I think. Or like first time in for I don't know what the Penske headline was, but that was like the main race. Um, but Ferrari won the thing that it was competing in. 
big win for Ferrari. We'll talk more yeah. about that next week with somebody who was there. That's a tease. S- subscribe to Casual Die Hard, the podcast oh. on your podcast player of choice. And, and give us a, one of those five-star ratings because that's cool. I am not good or comfortable at that self-promotion. You, uh, you did Brit, great, Addie, You got anything else? Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I just have to say thank you to Formula One. I have to say thank you to Sir Lewis Hamilton. I have to say thank you to Fred Vasseur. I have to say thank you to Scuderia Ferrari. And I have to say a big old fuck you to Formula One management because this conversation would be even fucking better if we were getting Andretti Cadillac as well. So let's just make sure we have a moment of rest in peace for America. And I was so I was all head up and ready to talk about that today. And then me too. Lewis I Hamilton for had an, other ideas. I was ready for an hour of Andretti. I did see some um, right. like what? I did see some. I thought I thought someone said my name. <laughs> I did see some conspiracy theories today that were like, "This is coming out today, so that we stop talking about Andretti." <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I was like, I no, just, this is that yeah. Assumes a love- level of organization among all of these people. Exactly. That- yeah. Oh boy. I do exactly. love that this this sport is just so ridiculous though that just about any conspiracy theory that somebody comes up with, you have to at least take a second and be like, hmm, maybe? And like You're evaluate like, yeah, maybe. it. <laughs> it's possible. Right. I will say the only last thing, I don't think this is confirmed unless it's been confirmed while we were recording, but the talk of the town is that Bono, uh, Lewis's race engineer, is going to go with him to Ferrari, which is fascinating. So, more to come, I guess. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, bringing people with you. Very Aaron Rodgers, but maybe that's just very... Perfect for Aaron Rodgers, and we'll go perfect... For Lewis Hamilton, my, f- I, I almost just said my favorite fucking Ferrari driver, but I'm um, like, he'll, uh, it's Charles forever. But I, oh. I, I love, I'm already loving that the pure openness of my heart to Lewis Hamilton with <laughs> no blockages, just pure fangirl LH44. I'm ready. <laughs> I don't think that the world is ready for the Scuderia Ferrari social media team and how horny for Lewis Hamilton. Oh my God. Oh my God. And on that note. (laughs) Yeah. It's a whole new world and we are living in it and it is exciting. And there's a whole crazy season before we even get there. I cannot wait. I'm so glad I get to do this with you guys. Love you.